Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. The Spirit of the Lord comes with a cause. Jesus said in the synagogue, he was quoting Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the spirit comes for a cause. It's more than to give you an emotional high. It's more than just to, it's, 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 it's more than just to get you to have a feeling. The spirit comes with the cause. I believe his cause today is to empower you, to heal you, to make you whole. Somebody say, God make me whole. That's, that, that, that's, a, that's a carte blanche statement that God, I know there may be some things wrong. I can point to this and this is wrong. But God said there's some hidden things that you don't even know that's wrong. So rather than to tell him God fix this and fix that, just give him a blank check and say, God make me whole. That's giving him permission to go to some secret places. That's going, that's giving him permission to dig up and unearth some stuff that you didn't even know about. Some past hurts and some past issues and some things that you weren't even knowledgeable of. There's some things that you thought that you were over. Somebody say, God, make me whole. There's a difference between being healed and being whole. God, I thank you. You can be healed in your body, but be sick in your mind. Be perplexed in your spirit. You can have all the money in the bank, but can't sleep at night. Somebody say, God, make me whole. In every area of your life, he wants to bring it full circle and to make you whole. Could anybody stand that? Someone lift your hand and say, God, make me whole. Make me. Make me whole. I hand you the ashes and the rubble of my life. And I ask you, God, to make me whole. Tell somebody to step into your power. In order to step into something, you have to step out of something. knowing that we cannot occupy two spaces at one time. Tell somebody in order to step into, you have to step out of. And so I'm going to talk to you real quickly. How about us stepping into our power? I want you to turn with me to 1 Kings 19th chapter. Really quickly. If everybody can stand to the feet, I want to read this real quickly, and I'll let you sit down, and I'll stand up and do the work, okay? This context that we're going to read in a second, 
is after the prophet Elijah in the previous chapter he had just had a battle with the prophets of Baal how many know sometimes you gotta have a showdown sometime and let the devil know who the real God is and he, he, he had a showdown with the, on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal and I want you to go, those who don't know about it, I want you to go back in that previous chapter when we leave here and read that to get the full context. But he had a battle with them and he let them, he said, look, we're going to have a contest. I'm going to build an altar. We're going to put wood on it. Let you build an altar. And we're both going to call on our, our respective God and the God that answers by fire is the true and living God. Tell somebody, we serve the true and living God. And so, as it would happen, he let them go first, and they, they, they were yelling to their God. They were yelling to Baal, and they were cutting themselves, and they were doing all that stuff. And then he even taunted them. He said, well, maybe, he said, maybe your God has gone deaf. I don't know what, what's going on. And after a while, they said, man, okay, go ahead and do yours. Elijah was so confident. Somebody say confident. Elijah was so confident in God Jehovah that he said, not only is my God getting ready to uh, 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 he's geared to burn up this sacrifice. He said, but I want you to put water on it. Because that means no, wet wood is not supposed to burn. He said, I want you to put so much water on it till the water filled up the trench and begin to spill out. And he called on God, and God answered by fire. And the word of God said that the fire not only burnt up the sacrifice, but it lapped up the water. Man, y'all think the movies are something, man. Y'all got to read your Bible, man. It's good stuff in there. And not only did Elijah prove that God was a true God, but he said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to kill all y'all prophets just, 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 to, just to show you that I have the power. Well, as a result, the news made it back to, uh, to Jezebel and Ahab. And this is where we pick up right here at verse 1 of 19. It says, now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. Somebody say, then Jezebel. Yes. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and even more if by the, this time tomorrow I do not make you Light, you make your life like the life of one of them. Meaning, you, you about to die too, Elijah. And Elijah, what was he, y'all? Was afraid. And he rose and he ran for his life. And he came to Bathsheba, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there. But he himself traveled a day's journey into the wilderness. And he came and sat down under a juniper tree. And asked God that he might die. I mean, the previous chapter, y'all, I mean, he was a boss. I mean, he was calling fire down. He's like, man, this is too easy for God. Put some water on the wood. Do y'all see how quickly we can be in victory in God and because of the threat of the enemy, it can grip our heart to where we forget everything. We 
has done. God had just did something hours ago, and he heard that Jezebel had a bounty on his head, and he forgot everything that God had just done for him. To the point where he asked God, God, just kill me. Tell somebody, you got to step out in your power. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat, have a seat on your way down. Tell somebody, step out in your power. I want to talk to those today who have embraced the fact that you have power. Tell somebody, I have power. I also want to talk to those today that have power and have exercised their power. Tell somebody, you must exercise your power. Power that is unexercised does no one any good. This microphone I have has the ability to amplify my voice. But it's a little red button on the bottom, and if I never press that button, although it has power, meaning ability, its, it's ability, its, its true potential is never reached until I engage it and turn it on. Tell somebody, you got to turn it on. That's what the devil is banking on. One, that you don't come into the knowledge of your power because we're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And so the devil would have us keep us ignorant. He want to keep us emotional. He wants to keep us focusing on other people's issues. He wants us focusing on what people are going to say about us and what people are going to do to us if we exercise it. He said, because if I can keep you in that figure eight, y'all know a figure eight you can never get out of. You just go, you just go like this. They also call it an ellipses where you just keep going in and out. You in this infinity loop. And the devil said, if I can keep you there, you're never going to come into true realization of your power. And then, then some of us, we are in realization of our power, but we are afraid to step out and use it. Right here, we see Elijah. He had the boldness of a boss. <laughs> He put not only his God's name on the line, but he put his own life on the line. He said, let's both build an altar and the God who answers by fire is going to be the true and living God. How confident are you that God is going to answer you? I believe that he had such confidence because of his stature with God. Because his private preparation sets the stage for his public display. I'm going to say that again. His private preparation sets the stage for his public display. So many of us, we put the stock in what we do in public. But it's what you do in private that sets the stage for your success in the public. See, he, the reason I knew he, I, I figured that he, he, he had confidence in that God was going to display power is because he's seen it before. He's seen it in private. And so many times we want to reduce power of the most high God into what, and, and, and let me tell you something, there is nothing like a corporate gathering where God meets his people. Nothing is like it. But guess what? We're going to hug, we're going to embrace, and we're going to go, and we're going to, we're going to go to our respective lives and our respective homes. And you're not going to have the benefit of the collective of the, of the body of Christ with you. But guess what? You're still in need of power. And so God wants, wants us to focus on what we do in private. We'll set the stage for what we do in public. And it allows us the boldness to step out. Somebody say step out. 
But as you can see, the spirit of terrorism and the threat grabbed his heart. See, the word of God says that the enemy goes about as a roaring lion. Meaning that he is an impersonator, he is an imposter, but he knows that for most people that's good enough to get them off their game. I don't have to be a real lion. All I have to do is go about as one. All I got to do is roar like one. All I got to do to ruffle the leaves and sound like, see, he's a master of, he's a copycat. He knows how to make things seem like it's real. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. And what he does, just like Jezebel did, see, see, see you got to understand, see, Jezebel sent a messenger to where he is to tell him by this time tomorrow, you're going to be just as dead as the prophets that you just killed. Do you, do you, do you, see, the, you, do you see the Jedi mind trick that she's trying to play with him? She knew where he was already she sent the messenger to where he is if he was going to kill me why didn't you just come and get me meaning that if she could have got him she would have see the devil goes about roaring and barking and we get afraid of the potential of what he can do when the fact of the matter is that if he want as much as he hates you as much as what you stand for as much as you're a billboard of God and he will like nothing better than to take you down and to kill your family and to kill your dream and to kill your vision. If he could have, he already would have. If he could have, he already would have. But what the devil does, he sends messengers like Jezebel. That if he had stayed in his heart, like this messenger could have been an assassin. And God still got me here. So the thing that the enemy sends your way, it might just be a notification to let you know that you're in a battle. But tell somebody, it's not for your demise. But the devil is banking on that you will take the bait. That you will fall prey to the vic to be a victim of his terrorism. You know what terrorism is. Terrorism is not really the act of doing something. It's that you always live under the threat and the suspicion. So that you will never resume a normal life because you never know. You'll never go in the crowd because you're scared somebody's going to shoot the crowd. You'll never come to church because you're scared somebody's going to shoot up the church. Somebody say terrorism. And that's what the devil is. He's a terrorist. He, he, he is putting enough innuendo. He is putting enough out there in the atmosphere so that you will, you will end up shackling yourself. You'll end up, you'll end up binding yourself to something. You'll, never, you'll be like a dog, a, 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 a dog in the backyard that's got a chain. You, he'll, he'll give you another, enough slack to make you feel like you're free when the fact of the matter is there's only so much lift in the rope. And he knows that you're only going to go so far. But tell somebody, I'm going beyond the limit. I'm going beyond the limit. And he'll even say, hey, I'll let you use your power amongst the saints. I'll let you use your power. I'll let you be good and powerful because light is shining in my light. And you and you, and you on home turf when you're at church. And so you can speak with that faith and you can walk like George Jefferson and you can think that everything's going to be all right. And you're going to say, I'm going to boss the devil when I see him. He said, but wait until you get on my territory. He's going to lock you up. I'm going to shackle you up. You ain't going to be nothing but a little puppy. But tell somebody, it's time to step out in my power. 
The true power is not exhibited in the household of faith. This is where you come to get charged up with your power. This is where we come to get instruction. Sometimes to be reproved, sometimes to be rebuked, sometimes to be edified. But the real work of the church is when we say, amen, God bless you. Blessed be the ties that bind our hearts in Christian love. The real work of power and demonstration is out there. Tell somebody it's time to step out in your power. You know, on home turf, everybody feels like, you know, it, it, it is a proven fact in sports that a person, that, that team's records are better at home. Ain't nothing different. It's the same football. It's the same, it's the same field. It's, it's, it's the same referees blowing the same whistle. It's the, it's, it's the same rules. No, nothing changed, but it's a mentality. I go to my same locker room. I can go to my same locker. I didn't have to travel. All that stuff gives people a psychological advantage, but the fact of the matter is, people of God, it's all in the mind. That if God is God in your living room, if God is God in the sanctuary, he's God in the middle of a lion's den. He is God in the middle of a fiery furnace. He's the same God. With the same power. We think just because we ain't, we, we're not in where we got a home field advantage and, we, and we're not looking in familiar faces of brothers and sisters telling us, pumping us in the back. Sometimes you're not going to have a cheering squad. You're not going to have a peanut gallery. You got to stand in the midst of wolves. You got to spend them in the midst of devils. And you got to be willing like Elijah did. Let's have a showdown in the middle of the, in the, middle of the city. High noon. My God against your God. I am convinced and I am confident that when the smoke clears, God, Jehovah will win. God is not going to prove himself in the comfort of your living room. He's going to prove himself out amongst the heathen, out amongst the witches, out amongst the warlocks, out amongst the he, the one that don't even have God on the lips. God said, I am ready to be glorified in the midst of the heathen. He said, thou prepares a table before me, but I got to have enemies at the table. We want a table spread for us, but God said the table comes with enemies. If you want what's on the table, it's going to come with an enemy. It's going to come with some opposition. It's going to come with the foe. And if we think that we're going to live this life without a fight, baby, you are sadly mistaken. Tell somebody, you're in the fight of your life. There's wars going on in the heavenlies for your destiny. Demons that are, that, are, that, are, that are colluding together, that are on assignment to derail you. There was a fight going on. It's predicated on you stepping out. God has done all he's going to do. Matter of fact, everything, everything that he has, well, is going to do, he's already done. The word of God said that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. Meaning before there was a world even framed with its issues and problems, Jesus had already died for it. All we have to do is live, move, talk, and receive the completed work. Tell somebody there is a completed work. 
all we have to do, God is the master. He is the master director. He told Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. Meaning that he is the director. It's my job. My job is not to say, if you're on a movie set, you know what, I think I need to stand right here instead of right here. No, he already has the blocking already set up. The director knows that when you stand here, the camera's going to catch you right here. And when you do it, it's going to catch that emotion that goes with, with the words that you're saying right there. Tell somebody, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. See, what it is, we want, we want his direction when we get in trouble. We want his direction when the enemy is about to tear us apart. But whenever things got get good, we say, God, I got this. No, God said, you need to lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. He's the director. Tell somebody, he's the director. Am I in the book today? Tell somebody, he's the director. He guides my footsteps. The steps of a good man and a, and a good woman are ordered by the Lord. He knows the way that you take. And a demand is being placed on you today that it's time to step out in your power. Oh God, let me go. Is this helping anybody today? It says this, that we are guilty of hiding from the ghosts of our past. And we are guilty of hiding from the giants of our future rather than walking in the power of now. I'm going to say that again. We're, so, we're either running from the ghosts of the past or we're hiding from the giants that are in the promised land of our future. But God said, I need you to steady yourself and I need you to walk in the power of your now. Now faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. That's the future. It is the evidence of the things not seen. It's the faith that you exercise now that will bring your future into your present. God said, I need you to focus on your power that you have now. Somebody lift your hands. I release you from the ghost of your past. I release you from the mistakes of your past. I release you. God said you are released from the mistakes, from the from, from the from the bad decisions, from the bad relationships. God said, I God said, I have released you. It is thrown in the sea of forgiveness. And God said, I will never bring it back up to you again. So you don't have the right to what I've already thrown in the sea. Tell somebody besides you, I've been released released from that now the accuser of the brethren may bring it back but your response is devil I've been released from that you have to understand it's all in the mind how is it that the prophet can go from standing with his chest out and killing a whole company of false prophets to now he all of a sudden in a matter of, of, of this one chapter he is hiding under a juniper tree wishing that God would take his life it was all in his mentality you know why? Because he received lying words. And you don't think that talking to your crazy girlfriend ain't, ain't impacting you? Yeah, you know she crazy. You know that every time you talk to him, it's like a dark cloud comes in the room. And you think that words don't matter? 
a man could call fire down from heaven and in one chapter, the man is sitting up under a bush asking God to kill him. Tell somebody, words matter. The word of God said that words are spirit. You better watch who speaks into your ear. You better watch who you texting back and forth with. You better watch what's going down in the DM. You better watch. Tell somebody, words matter. Words have spirit. <laughs> Let it be some night, young man or young lady, and you feeling kind of lonely, and somebody hits you, what's up? All of a sudden, that thing come on you. Tell them about the words matter. What you wearing. What else people wear when they go to bed? None of your business. I'm trying to help you, honey. I'm trying to keep you from some heartache. What up? Now, this ain't a respectable time for me to be communicating. I'm sorry. Ain't nothing open this late but I hop and legs. And we can't tell the truth. Come on, some things, y'all, we just ought to know. Can't play with Tar Baby and not get stuck. How did I get here? matter he let the words of Jezebel go into his ear gate wrap up his mind and his heart to the point the man wanted God to kill him this was Elijah I mean Elijah I ain't talking about some minor prophet I'm talking about Elijah and I know y'all great in God but you ain't Elijah yet and if he could be impacted by words, what do you think it's going to do for you? But look at his response, y'all. Anybody getting anything out of this? Your greatest attack will often come after the greatest victory. See, sometimes people think about the devil trying to keep me from something. But a lot of times the devil is mad when you have given him a real sock in the eye. And what he come is the spirit of Jezebel. Say, you might do it. You might, you might have got away with it this time, but I'm going to put so much sickness on you. I'm going to cause so much hell to break out in your family that you're going to think twice before you step out and you, and, and you do something for God. But tell somebody, I'm still stepping out. The God that protected me when I was in the company of those false prophets is the same God that's going to protect me. But see, that's what the spirit of Jezebel is. It's to the, the, spirit of, the spirit of Jezebel. See, Jezebel was a woman, but Jezebel is also a spirit. Its purpose is to shut up. Purpose and the prophetic voice. With fear and discouragement. See, later on, he's, later on, he crying to God. And he said, what, what's the matter? He, what's the matter, uh, Elijah? He said, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one, and I'm hid up in this cave. God said, man, I got 7,000 heading by. You so, you, you, you so much thinking about yourself. Tell somebody, it's not about you. 
It's not about you. That's what the devil wants us to get. He wants to get us wrapped up in what he wants us to do. And he said, if I can just get you scared. But let me, let me leave this with you. Oh, God, this is good right here. We're going to go down to seven. He laid down on that juniper tree. He, he, and then all of a sudden, uh, the angel tapped him on the shoulder and said, get up and eat. Somebody say, get up and eat. He looked and by, up by his head and then there was a, a bread cake baked in a hot coal and a pitch of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. But then the angel of the Lord came a second time. Somebody say a second time. Whenever God said does something twice is that God is establishing something. And then the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him again and said get up and eat for the journey is too long for you without adequate sustenance. And so he got up and ate and drank and with the strength of that food he traveled 40 days and nights to Horeb, Sinai, the mountain of God. Let me tell you this. There was no way naturally that eating two meals is going to last you for 40 days. Tell somebody naturally. I want to talk to you just a second before we go about your appetite. Your appetite is going to feed your power. The same way that what we eat fuels our body. You do, you do know that, that, that food is not fun. Food is supposed to be fuel. I'm just going to say that as a public service announcement ahead of Thursday. <laughs> Tell somebody food is fuel. <laughs> so don't overload your tank. Food is fuel. But he's saying right here, God said, I want you to do this. He, he says this. It's, it's, about, it's about your diet. He told him to eat. And then he, then he went to sleep and he told him to eat again. Said somebody eat again. So my question to you people of God, are you eating based on where you are or where you're going? Is what I'm feeding myself. Is the thing that I'm feeding, is, is it, am I, am I reading scripture to get me through the dilemma that I'm living through on today? Or am I feeding myself for battles and fiery furnaces and lion's dens that I know not of? Tell somebody, you got to feed yourself for where you're going. Sit down and talk to everybody. But then tell, tell, tell me about what God is doing for your future. Well, God has called me to this, and God has called me to that, and God has called me. God said, "I'm going to start this business, and I'm and I'm going to be, a, 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 I'm going to start this organization, and it's going to bless hundreds and thousands." Praise the Lord! Thank God, because we need more Christian people in the realm of business. We need more organizations that are Holy Ghost filled, that are impacting people. But I, your diet doesn't look like where you're going. You gotta eat like you know where you're going. Look at this, y'all. 11 says this. I'm here to let you go in a minute. And he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by. Look at this, y'all. And a great powerful wind, tell somebody a great powerful wind, was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But look at this, y'all. But the Lord was not in the wind. Whew. Say, and after the wind, somebody say after the wind, 
there was an earthquake. Guess what? But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. Woo. Oh, I love God's word. It said that after the earthquake, there was a fire. But guess what, y'all? But the Lord was not in the fire. Then there was the sound of a gentle blowing wind. Then the word of God says, and when Elijah heard the sound. Tell somebody, tell him, say, when he heard the sound. Y'all, I got to understand. Look, oh, when he heard the sound. When he heard the sound. Y'all do have to know, y'all have to know that when the wind came, the wind came with sound, right? It was tearing up mountains. Y'all know good and well that if a wind comes by and it's tearing up mountains, tell somebody that's loud. So it's not like his hearing just popped open. He was hearing sound all the time. And, and then all of a sudden after the wind, then, then the earthquake happened. How many know that earthquake makes noise? He was hearing, he was hearing all, all alone. And then how many of y'all know when a fire, when a raging fire, how many know that you hear the crackling of a fire? So it wasn't, but all those loud, bolstering things, those loud, uh, demonstrative things, it said nothing about his ability to hear. But when the wind got still, and when it got quiet, he heard the sound. He heard the sound. Guess what? God wasn't in the wind. You have to understand, God had called him out to witness something. But the first thing that happened wasn't God. Three things happened that God was not in. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this for those of you, how many know that you have a power? I'm not talking about just beyond the power of the Holy Spirit, but God has given you specific power that is tailor-made to the contours of your life and your calling. How many of you know that? See, here's the thing. God calls us with specific powers. And God said, look, I want you to come out to the, to the edge of the mountain because I want to show you something. And then the first thing that he sees was three things that happened that God was not in. But the thing that was the most still, you would think, oh, God is giving to move in his power, and God's about to make nations and earthquakes, and he, he's a God of wind, and he, he moves, and, 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 and God tears, he, he shifts things, and he moves things. You would think, and most of us, if that were us, we'd say, oh, God, I, I, I bow down and I worship you at your power, but he did not respond until he heard a sound. What am I saying? This is what I'm saying, that we, that beyond, and then 13 says this, and when he heard the sound, he wrapped his face in his mantle or his cloak, and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And this is for those people in this room that have the power. Somebody say, I have a power. To somebody, I'm ready to use the power. God said the thing that you need to use, people of God, in addition to your power and in addition to your willingness to use your power, even if I've used it before and the devil has bound you up in fear, God said the thing that I need you to focus on is recognition and response. I'm going to say that again. Recognition and response. 
that everything that is happening is not, a, is not an act of God. That we would have thought that if God didn't call me to the mountain, all of a sudden these responses that are happening, this has to be God. But in the middle, what, what am I saying? I'm telling that we have to get so close to God that even when something supernatural is happening, we know whether it has God's DNA in it or not. Because the devil is the master of deceit. He is the master of disguise. He is a decoy. And God said, if you're truly going to move out in your real power, you have to use your power of recognition and your response. The last thing that I want to show with you. And after he let all the other things pass by, everybody's standing. We're about to go. Why did I share that last thing with you, people of God? Is that the devil is planning on sending false manifestations your way. Can I say that again? The devil knows. God knows that you're capable. God knows that you're willing. The devil is banking that you're going to jump for the fake. That you're going to accept the knockoff move of God. I want you to listen to me closely. So in addition to getting ready and sharpening up your skills and sharpening up your power, I need you to sharpen up your discernment. There is no doubt that the wind blowing, the earth shaking, and the fire destructing things was supernatural. But witches are supernatural. Warlocks are supernatural. People that depend on their horoscopes. Some of that stuff will be right. Well, you know, I was born on this moment. I am kind of like that a little bit. See, the devil has limited knowledge. So what am I coming to? I'm coming back to what we've been talking about over the last month. We need to get in God's face and learn his nature. The true seal... The true seal, the true thing that is going to authenticate your power is that you know when to use it. And you know how to use it. See, gifts, gifts come without repentance. I see some of the most anointed people can sing to the lights go out and live like the pure D devil. Gifts come without repentance. You ever seen an old backslidden preacher? The gift had left. They can preach something and you will actually feel something. But inside of them are dead men's bones. So you can't be moved by everybody that's got a V and a thou on their lips. Everybody squeeze their eyes tight and looking deep. Y'all know I 
how people do, shaking hands fast and maybe I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Try the spirit. Y'all, I'm telling you that the enemy is realizing that we're getting hold of this thing. So if I can't, if I can't discourage you, if I can't make you stay in the cave for fear, his next card to play is deceit. That I will send a false looking thing. That it will sound like God. It will look like God. It will have a little bit of truth to it. But if you look on the underside of it. And I will tell you today, some of the people, I'm not asking you to, to, be, to be all paranoid, but there are some people in this room that God has sent to your life, that the enemy has sent to your life. Let me correct myself. They talking good, sounding good. Oh, he gives me such encouraging little notes. Man, that's, they got services that will send that stuff automatic. Ooh, and it's just what I need. Oh, the devil knows just what you need because he's trying to set you up to gain your confidence. But I got some advice for you for free. You want to see if it's the devil or not? Tell him no. Don't do what they want you to do. Is this helping anybody in this room? Don't do what Jezebel tell you to do. And watch, 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 watch them snakes come out of Medusa's head. Is this helping anybody in this place? Do something they don't like. Do something they don't agree with. Just stand back and watch. And watch the tail start to slither. See? The prophet didn't immediately just run out there. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't just run out there. He, he, he steadied himself, knowing that I hear from God, knowing that God has fed me twice, knowing that, I, knowing, that I, knowing that it's just about time and God is about to speak. But he didn't run out there at the first movement of supernatural activity. He steadied himself. And then when he worked out, okay, this is God. Tell somebody, this is God. And I pray right now that you will have some This Is God encounters this week. I speak over your life that God will allow you to wade through all the fakeness and all, and, all, and all the things that sound like God and I think it's God and it sounds like the tune of it. God said, you are going to know with ultimate clarity that it is, it is e either me or it is not me. Somebody touch your mind. Lord, I thank you right now that the people of God's minds are clear, that they hear you with crystal clear hearing, that their eyes can see past the facade of what the enemy is trying to show them, that they can see through the fakeness, they can see through, through the nice suit, and they can see through the devilish smile, and they can see, they can hear past the, the, the flowery words, God, and they can, they can try the spirit, and they say, God, this is you. And so I'm coming out to the mouth of the cave to see what you have to say, God. Lord, we call people out of their cave, out of their place of fear, out of the place of obscurity. 
in Jesus' name. The last thing I want to share with you is we're about to go. That after he got the prophet's attention, God asked Elijah at the end of 13, I believe, and behold, the voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? That was a rhetorical question. God knew why he was here. He was there because his heart was gripped with fear. But you know how sometimes people can have a statement wrapped up in a question? What he was really saying is, you don't belong here. You belong out there. When you were fighting the prophets of Baal, you were in the sweet spot of what I called you to do. And how is it that your faith can be so, your faith can be so high to where you can call my fire down? But at the hint of a threat to your life. You can go from the end of the spectrum to believing me for fire to asking me to kill you. What are you doing here? Because this cave is not designed for you. Tell somebody, tell somebody beside you, the cave is not designed for you. Tell them, what are you doing here? Ask somebody, ask him, ask him what earnest. Tell him, what are you doing here? Well, you know, here, you know, I got a reasonable portion of health and strength, you know, and you know, and, you know, we, we can make here a comfortable place. We can, we can, you know, we can, we can, we can go to the store and we can go to Ikea and make and make some nice furniture. Here is a comfortable place. But God is saying, what are you doing here? Here is not what I designed for you. The place where you are does not look like what he put inside of you. What are you doing here? There's a further place God has for you. Some of you need to get used to it. When the Spirit of, come, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall be bold as a lion. And some of you want to be powerful for God on the low. the word of God said a true light can be hid under a bushel you can try to hide under well you know what you know what you know why a lot of us don't want to shine our light we don't want to display our power because we're afraid that Jezebel's going to put a bounty on our head we're afraid that people are going to think we crazy the family members that we're going to see this week girl you done got too deep you ain't And family members are the worst one. I love family. Got family myself. But those are the ones that knows all your buttons. Those are the ones that took baths with you. Those are the ones that know how to pull your levers. It's just the truth. In order for me for, I see, I can shoot you with a sniper rifle from, yard, from hundreds of yards away. But in order to stab you, I got to be close. And the ones that are close.
also you the ones can inflict. They, they, they can give you the most comfort, but they also can cause you the most pain. Tell somebody, you don't belong here. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Tell somebody besides the minister, tell them, tell them, you don't belong here. Here was a good place. Here, here, let me tell you something. Here used to be there, but you've got comfortable here. You've gotten comfortable here. But God said, what are you still doing here? You should be further alone than you are. See, where you are here now used to be a place that you used to aspire to be. But God, said, God says, I go from glory to glory. I go from level to level. I go from faith to faith. I am, I am a progressive, moving God. When the, when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, he led them by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He, they, 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 had kept, they kept tents, meaning that they, they were not going to build a foundation. Their job was to stay mobile until they got to the land of promise. Tell somebody as great as here is, it's not there. Well, I ain't where I want to be, but I sure ain't where I used to be. Yeah, that's all. That's that's gravy and all, but it's your job to get there. And you're not going to get there camping out and propping your feet up here. And you, can't, you, and you can't be master of the universe in the cave. No, your job is to get out there and display the power. Hold hands with somebody beside you. I want you to look at them and tell them you've got power. And tell them it doesn't belong in the cave. you got power. doesn't belong in the cave. People are not going to be set free and delivered. People ain't going to come to your cave. Come see a man. No, 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 no. Go out there and display some power. I'm to, oh, God, I thank you. I hear the Lord saying that when you step out, God said, I'm going to give you platform. I'm going to elevate. I'm going to amplify. I'm going to turn the volume up of your voice. Don't worry about whether they receive you. Some won't. God says, shake the dust off your feet and go to the next assignment. It's not your responsibility that they receive it. It's your responsibility to display power. God, I thank you. See, some of us, I, I, I want to stay here till you get saved. I want to stay here till you speak in an unknown tongue. I want to stay here till you get, God said, it's not your responsibility to produce results. One man plants, one man waters, but it's God who gives the increase. Tell somebody, know your role. Know your role. All up in, all, all up in other people's lanes. Know your role. Do what you were sent to do and sit your hips down somewhere. Some of us team too much. We just doing too much. All up in God's way. Declare the word over your husband. 
Declare the word over your, over your children. And you know what the best thing to do? Be consistent. Now that was the best word of the day. <laughs> but tell somebody, you, it's time to come out of the cave. Power's no good in the shadows. Power is to be put on display. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for what you've done this day. We thank you, Lord, how you have reminded us that we are full of power. But power in the cave will do the kingdom no good. So now, God, we thank you that you have illuminated and you have shown where the enemy has bound us up in fear has bound us up in discouragement, has bound us up in frustration. And it, it is literally smothering our power. There are some in this room that have gone into hiding out of fear of what Jezebel may do. But God, you are the same God that responded by fire. You are the same God that lapped the water up. And you're the same God that will keep us from the terror that fly by day and the noise and pestilence. God, we thank you. Lord, we pray for the hand that we hold. That hand that's full of power. That hand that's full of promise. That life that is full of vision. We thank you, Lord, to just like Paul told Timothy, to stir up the gift that lies dormant inside of you. God, we pray that gifts and powers and anointings begin to get stirred up in this place. We pray for the mind that any wicked imagination and any high thing that acknowledge itself that exalts itself against the knowledge of God God we're going to pluck it out we're going to cast it down Lord give us the boldness to cast it down give us the wherewithal the, the wherewithal the, the boldness the unmitigated goal the timidity God to, 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 to tell the devil no I don't receive it and I cast you out of my life. Lord, I pray that the next 48 hours, God, be the most dynamic. Lord, that they hear you with ultimate clarity. God, that you will take them back and you will show them, Lord, Lord, the movie of their lives. And you will show them where you're moving and where you're shifting. God, that you will show them where the enemy has slithered into their lives. God, that you will show them the people and the places and the things that the enemy has sent to them to derail their future. Lord, you will show them the Jezebels in their lives, God. That you will show them the imps and the demons that have been sent to choke out the very life out of them, God. We thank you right now, Lord, that we have boldness as a lion to tell the devil to, uh, enough is enough. You will go no further. I cast you out. We cast you out of the minds of God's people. 
We cast you out of the hearts of God's people. We cast, we cast you out. We cast you out. You have no lot in this matter. You must do what the people, you see the blood and you flee God's people. They are called to display power. You will not bind them up in fear. You will not bind them up with frustration. Lord, I keep hearing frustration. God, we pray for frustration. Now, some of this frustration may be self-appointed, God. Show us the things we need to get in order. But we bind up the spirit of frustration. We bind up depression. We bind up suicide. Oh, yes, God, yes, we do. We bind up hopelessness. We bind up, we bind up undisciplined spirits. They can't stick to nothing. They can't concentrate on something. Lord, for you said that you would keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on you. We thank you, Lord, for a bulldog mentality that locks onto your word. And what you promised for us. Let us meditate on your word day and night. Until you are formed in us. God we bless you. We thank you. And Lord we vow that from this moment on. We are stepping out. But we're stepping out in our power. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.